Well, hello there and welcome back. Now, I have had the opportunity to meet the most amazing women and have had some of the most incredible conversations of my life on this podcast. And I am so grateful for all of it, but especially to you for showing up for yourself and for your family as you listen to these important conversations week after week. Now, I really think you're going to love our next guest. We go deep into using our cycle as a self-awareness tool to navigate life as ADHD women and how we can empower our daughters with the same understanding as well. We talk about why we're not the same every day. We talk about how the traditional calendar is not set up for women's cycles. We talk about the four phases of our cycle and the energetic distinction of each phase. We talk about using our cycles to guide our day-to-day life and increase productivity, even if we have ADHD. Brilliant. Renee Fick helps women optimize their time and energy through unlocking the power of their cycles so that they can be thriving high achievers. Through her method, she helps women balance the demands of life, make a bigger impact, and get bigger results without adding more stress or needing more time. She's the host of the Cycle Advantage podcast. She's also the mom of three and an occupational therapist, so she really gets our neurodiverse kiddos. I hope you enjoy this conversation just as much as I did. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Well, welcome back, Renee. It is great to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here. I am too. I am too. And I'm super excited to dig into um, into uh, cycle syncing and all of that. It's fascinating to me. And as a mom with ADHD, oh my gosh, if I had known about all of this when I was a kid, I think my life would have been different among many other things, but you know, the self-awareness. But before we dig in, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be doing the work that you're doing today? Yeah. So I, gosh, like any other mom that it like was overwhelmed and stressed and exhausted in motherhood. When my third baby was born, my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor Mm. and started having seizures. And so that was a year that really took me for a wild ride. (laughs) It's needless to say. And I really decided I wanted, I life only, you only live it once, right? Like in, so what do I want to do to really create that. And so out of that, I knew I wanted time freedom and financial freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I started a business and started digging in and going. And like many other women who are in business know it's a lot of time. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily give you the time freedom you're desiring up front. And so I was just kind of got stuck in that same hamster wheel of trying to find time management strategies that would work. How could I get my time back? How could I be really productive? And this was something that I was using as a tool in my tool belt. Like, how do I I found this about how I line my life up with where my cycle's at? Mm -hmm. 
And it made such a big difference for me. And I started using it more and more and more. And then I started sharing it with some of my clients and they were all like, how did we never know about this? Like, how has nobody ever talked about this? And so that was when I really decided, I'm like, gosh, people need this. Like all the other stuff I'm talking about is wonderful and great, but this is truly an area of need. And so I pivoted and transitioned into really helping support women learn and understand their bodies, learn and understand how their body and their cycle impacts the way they feel every day, the way they, how much energy they have, how focused they feel, how much creativity or productivity they have, or like those, those days when you feel like you're just jumping from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and cannot get focused on one thing Mm -hmm. that might actually coincide with where you're at in your cycle. Like, and it's completely normal. Right. And so it made, it's made such a huge difference for so many women to put that perspective on it and give some grace to what's happening in life. And then also really be able to leverage where they're at when they know where they're going to be. So that's a little bit about my journey and how I kind of got started. I absolutely, I remember I was in a coaching call with one of my coaches a while back and I was like, I don't want to talk about periods. I just don't like, I don't want to go down this road because it's not what I want to talk about. And I think that just brings up a whole lot of like shame and stigma that's around there. But right now, now that I'm in it, I'm like, okay, I love this. This is where I need to be. But there's still, it was still a big transition there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember I've 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 witnessed the transition. And I'm like, yeah. yes, Renee, go. She's doing it. She's doing it. Um, so so many things in what you just said. First of all. removing the stigma. Now that's Mm -hmm. what I'm, that's, that's one of my, that's, that's my mission with, um, with, uh, with moms with ADHD and kids with ADHD too, is to remove the stigma. Like let's get back. This is natural. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is natural. Women used to, you know, they gathered in the red tent, right? It wasn't a punishment. It was like celebration. And it was, uh, it was, and, and we, you know, before we had all the, the uh, from what I understand, before we had all of the um, the uh, artificial lighting and um, and uh, you know the birth control pills and all of that, we really kind of cycled together. It was a beautiful thing, and it was celebrated. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you are bringing that back. Like, look what we can do. We are powerful AF, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can really use the our natural given. Um, it's not talents, but our, you know, nature, we can yeah. use our nature, our, our, our female, our, our feminism, <laughs> our not feminism, you know what I'm talking about yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> in a way that can support everybody, right. Mm-hmm. Support ourselves. And, and the more that women see you doing it and your clients, and then we can all, you know, I, I'm really super excited for this trend. Right. Yeah. Really paying attention. And this is self-awareness. Yes. This is really paying attention to your body. Now, yeah. I, when um, when I when I decided that I want that, that I wanted to have kids, so waited for a really long time. I, I'm actually postmenopausal. And I think I mentioned um, I think I'm the only woman postmenopausal who misses having her period. I miss it. I miss the consistency of it. And I'm curious, I'm curious to see if other ADHD women, because ADHD women really love, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Consistency for one thing, but, um, but the, what's the, the C word? I can't think of it. 
um, the certainty. Mm-hmm. They love certainty. And my period mm-hmm. was certain, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we actually, and I remember when we were kids, we called it your friend. you know, my mm-hmm. friend is here. And, mm-hmm. and I, I miss that. Um, but being able to use that in a way um, that is empowering instead of disempowering. Because I think we tend to think of, oh, I've got my period and that means that I'm going to be useless and, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, but so anyway, super yeah. excited to dig in. And can, let's start with a question. Why yeah. are we not the same every day? Like what happens? Yeah. So, I mean, biologically, you have major hormones that are different in the first half of the month versus the second half of the month. So in the first half, you generally have estrogen and estrogen is climbing and then it reaches its peak right around ovulation time. And then after that, then progesterone kicks in. Mm -hmm. And so estrogen typically comes with a very high level of like brain focus. It Mm -hmm. has lots of creativity. You feel like momentum. Momentum. People always talk about like in terms of like workouts and things, your motivation is really high, right? That's the two weeks at the beginning of the new year when you feel really good and you want to go to the gym and then you work out every day for two weeks. And then the next two weeks it falls off and you wonder, gosh, why was I just not good enough at keeping consistent? Why could I not do it? When it really was maybe your body saying like, slow down a little bit when that progesterone kicks in. And so as progesterone kicks in, it slows you down. It's a little bit more calmer. It has a little bit more peaceful. It's a little bit more like homemaking, homebodying, because in theory, that progesterone, its job is to help create a safe space to welcome a baby, right? Mm, so right. it's helping kind of when I like, like, like to think about it in that sense of nesting. Mm-hmm. It has sometimes a very high level of productivity still. You might be still getting a lot of things done, but the energy is very different than in the first half of the month mm-hmm. when you might be pushing new ideas out and going and doing and being really adventurous. And then that second half is like, I want to sort out my entire closet or I'm going to pull out everything in my fridge and reorganize it, right? Like very different sort of energies in that productivity. So when you look at those, just those two different hormones that are at play throughout the month and that there's not a single day in your whole entire month that they're both exactly the same throughout Mm. the month, right? Like estrogen's either rising or progesterone's rising, or you're never in the same place in that full 30 days. And so when you look at that, that day four, five is not Monday, right? If we looked Mm. at a Monday and then we looked at Monday, two weeks later, they're completely different. They're not the same. So we oftentimes are scheduling ourselves based on that 24 hour schedule, which resembles the way testosterone works for men. It's just very different. And so it's like Monday today is not the same Monday that I'm going to have next week. And it's not the same Monday that's going to be a week after that, right? Like you are different. And so what's on that Monday and what you're scheduling should reflect that because then you will be in alignment with where your body's at too. Right. I really, really love that. And I, and it's only recently that I, that I've become aware of the fact that, like you said, that we cycle over 28 days, right? Mm -hmm. Women cycle over 28 days, men cycle over 24 hours, right? Is Mm -hmm. that, is that, and so we have our schedule, our entire lives are, um, are, uh, arranged around the cycle of men. Yeah. And that's yeah. so interesting. 
Like literally the fabric of the way you view time is based on men. Wow. (laughs) Right. Like when you look at time, like everything in our time world is revolved around a 24 hour schedule, Mm -hmm. like everything. And so it really is like, I've noticed like a lot of the women that I work with, it's like, it changes the way you view time. It Mm -hmm. really does because it's just, you are completely different. And right now you open up a calendar, right? Like at the beginning of the year, people open up a calendar, a fresh one. It's like completely white all the way through, like start at the beginning of the year, middle of the year, Monday through Friday, like everything is exactly the same. So it makes you think all time is is the same Mm -hmm. and that there's nothing different in each one of those days. But bringing this concept in, you'll see like most of my women have their calendars now all highlighted, like each week's different. Like it changes right. that, that white, everything is the same blank space concept and puts mm-hmm. a different element in it. I love the way, I love that, the way that you, I love a visual for one thing, but that, mm-hmm. that that's right. Like every single day is the same mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not no. for women. That's a, that's beautiful. And, you know, and, and thinking about, um, that our lives are, are everything is set up according to, um, inc- according to the way that, uh, that, that men live their lives. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same way for people with ADHD. Like the, the, the world is not set up for our neurodivergent mm-hmm. minds. Right. So we have to, we de- have to do some shifting and some, some, um, some, uh, doing things differently and being okay with that. Mm -hmm. And so can you talk a little bit about like, how do you, how do you use that, that knowledge? Okay. Now Mm -hmm. I know. Um, and I think I started, uh, I started uh, to make a point about when I, um, when I, uh, decided to have kids, I started that and then I went off into a different, different (laughs) place, but that's okay. Um, but when I started to, um, to, uh, I started to, um, uh, take my temperature every day, really like the taking charge of your fertility, I think is, that was the book that I started with. So I started it and I noticed Mm-hmm. How, you know, cause it's, it's very clear about how you feel, what your temperature is, you know, what your temperature is each day. It was fascinating because mm-hmm. you're right. It was different every single day. Yeah. So how do we use that knowledge to, um, and I guess you, you, you take it from here and what, yeah. what would be the next most important thing for us to know? Yeah. So, and I think like what you did and just listening to kind of that story is that's what so many women are missing, right? right. So many women are missing that inner knowing of what's actually happening inside their body. And so, you know, to just point on the fact that like many women listening probably do not have a 28 day cycle, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be potentially very varied and very different. You might have a really irregular cycle. You might not have a cycle at all if you're on birth control or you might have whatever, right? And so being able to listen to your body and listen to actually what's happening with you instead of listening to all of the noise of what's happening out there, right? Mm-hmm. And I work with a lot of business women. So it's also goes to the point of like, you have to stop listening to the noise of what everybody else is telling you to do, right. whatever strategy, and you really have to listen to you. And so for, you know, moms with ADHD or kids with ADHD or even kids with special needs in general, oh my goodness, like as an OT, like you have to stop listening to all the other people out there telling you what to do, right? Right. Like, so, so much of this is really helping you 
stop listening to everybody else and listen to what your body needs. And I think that that is a huge transition for a lot of women because they're not used to doing that. They're not used to stopping and taking a listen into what do I need right now? What does my body need Mm -hmm. versus I should be doing, or I need to be getting something done, or I need to be whatever. Like it's a big pivot and it's a big transition for a lot of women. And so it starts with that awareness that you're talking about and maybe not even that deep into, I don't, I mean, I talk about basal body temperature tracking and stuff like that in the end of my program. It's Mm -hmm. not in the beginning, right? It's more in that when things don't go the way we want them to go exactly, or they don't go textbook, what do we do then? Mm -hmm. And so really but it is about tracking your cycle because a lot of women are not even tracking it right or if they are tracking it it's like i track day one and that's it i don't track anything else and that idea that your cycle is they like a lot of women think oh it's just that four to seven days of bleeding right Mm -hmm. or like you said my friend but the research shows that's not what majority of people are using. Like right. a majority of people are using very negative connotations around it. In fact, mm-hmm. the one of the studies I found was like 50% of women wish they didn't have a cycle mm. or they feel shame or embarrassment around it or they try to hide it, right? Like, or maybe it was even, I think it was actually 58%. And then 50% of men feel like it's inappropriate for women to actually talk about it in like the workplace. Yeah, right. So, when we have these sorts of like stereotypes and thoughts and beliefs around don't talk about it, keep it hush hush, keep it to yourself. It's no wonder that most women don't know what's going on with their bodies because Mm -hmm. they've been told that it's not something you really want to talk about. It's not something you really need to know. So I think that that's a huge piece there, even just starting and listening to your body, starting to track it. And then I, like I said, there's those two big, hormones at play in the month and I break them out into kind of their halves. And so Mm -hmm. that you have one half of your month that is that estrogen dominant that has a lot of outward focus, right? So very extroverted type feel where you're pushing out, you're doing, you're going, you're creating content, putting big products out, like whatever it might be, right? At your home, you might be you know, feeling really good and adventurous and like taking the kids out on a hike, feeling really good. Like it's a lot of outward energy. And then that second half is the inner phase for your introverted phase. It's your recoup time. Maybe you're instead of like last week, you were going to the zoo and you were doing all these fun adventures. This week we are doing puzzles and playing around the house, like very different energy of outward versus inward. And then breaking that down even further, there's four distinct phases in the month and so you have your recharge phase which that is really what its focus is is recharge Mm -hmm. how do you recharge and set yourself up for the next month in a really positive way you have your accelerate phase which is that estrogen really climbing right it's in that follicular phase which i didn't even bring those phrases in but you have your follicular and your luteal phases and so that that estrogen as it's climbing and rising you feel really great about getting things done and going and doing and so that's your accelerate phase and then you have your connect phase which would be at the top there where you're you're ovulating Mm -hmm. and so your body is trying to attract a mate and so it's very radiant and magnetic your communication is at its peak you're feeling really great in that sense and then as it the estrogen dips and your progesterone picks up 
you hit your reflect phase. And that's what many women think is your PMS phase, right? Mm, There's okay. a lot of emotion in that phase. But as you were talking about before in inner awareness, this is the best time for you in terms of self-awareness. Mm. This is the best time for you to really uncover those limiting beliefs, those thoughts, the triggers, and like really, you can really use this time to leverage and grow forward. And then as you go into that recharge phase again, those two phases kind of side by side, you, there's a lot of research and a lot of belief out there that I've done, or I like, a lot of research on beliefs that I've found mm -hmm. that a lot of people believe that during your actual bleeding in that recharge phase is when your subconscious and your conscious mind are the, the most closely together. So wow. you're able okay. to really learn some of those things that are really holding you back that you may not have been aware of and let go of them so that mm -hmm. you can then move forward on the next month. Wow. That's is fantastic. Okay, so let me get this. Let me get this straight. So the recharge is menstruation. Mm -hmm. I love what you just said, and I didn't know that when your when your uh, subconscious and your co conscious minds are are more like assimilated, like okay, yeah, mm -hmm. and more aligned. Okay, mm -hmm. and then the accelerate phase is the follicular phase. Is that right? Um, yes, the estrogen. Yep. Okay, mm -hmm. and then the connect phase is ovulation. Mm -hmm. And that is that where, where the progesterone? Yeah. So once you ovulate, mm -hmm. estrogen kind of takes a backseat and then that's when progesterone starts climbing. Got it. So, okay. you know, they're kind of like these two humps. It's like a, uh, what a double hump camel, right? Uh -huh. Like where estrogen comes up and then it peaks. And as estrogen's diving, that's when progesterone's climbing. And then it makes that second hump of progesterone. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, and then there's the reflex stage, which you said was more of the PMS. It's before the, um, before <laughs> menstruation, um, best time mm -hmm. for self-awareness. Um, and, and this would be the luteal phase. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is, it's, fascinating to me, Renee. And, it, and I, I, it's amazing that I've made it decades of my life without having any idea. And, and you're right, because we did even, um, you know, when I, for when I got my first smartphone and I had the, the period tracker, right. Mm -hmm. The only thing it told me, or the only thing I cared about was when my first day, the first day of my period was right? yeah. so that I could, so that I could, um, plant, you know, make sure I have my supplies and all of that stuff. Yep. But there's so much more. Yes. It's crazy. And so I have, uh, I have adolescence. I have my, my daughter mm -hmm. just started her period maybe four months ago. So I think we're still, and I've been tracking it. I've been, I have mm -hmm. a calendar. It's a, it's a lunar calendar. So I'm trying to track and, sh and it seems like, I don't know if you're how familiar with you are with the, with the lunar, like the, the, um, that if we didn't have the artificial light, mm -hmm. the, the hormones and all of that, I believe that the new moon was, you know, what, like if we're going with a natural cycle would be when you were menstruating. Is that right? Yes. Do, do you know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I've been, I've been um, tracking my daughter's, um, mm -hmm. my daughter's cycle with the moon and with, um, she has, she's been recently diagnosed with ADHD too. So um, we're trying to we're trying to figure out the, um, the, uh, where she's at. And it's yeah. still, I think, I think it's still soon. And I don't yeah. know, this is, this is new being a mom to a, you know, 
to a daughter who is is just menstruating. Super exciting. And now that I know, I'm like, I want to share it all with her. And, yeah. and she's like, ew. I'm like, oh, I know. honey, you know what? It is and I'm trying to explain the human body. And mm-hmm. this is incredible. Mm-hmm. This is incredible what your body's doing right now. Yeah. Um, but so excited to, for our, you know, for the moms, the, the, the moms who have ADHD daughters, mm-hmm. for them to help their daughters to really, you know, not, not only understand their ADHD and where they're at, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, like uh, um, logging their moods and their energy levels, but also where they are in their cycle. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. And so, my God, if I only knew this when I was a kid, you know, know. how different life would be and we wouldn't be so <clears throat> ashamed, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like uh, I can think of like some of the most embarrassing stories around my cycle, like the most embarrassing events that ever happened to me were related to that. So it's like, it is no wonder, especially like in those years of junior high and high school, like it's embarrassing in that point. Like everything's embarrassing, right? Like when you're in high school and you're figuring it out and learning it. And then you add this other element in there And so, yes, I feel like, and this is like we talked about before, this is one of the number one questions that my clients keep asking is like, how do we start talking to our kids about this? Right. And it is going to be different based on what age and where they're at. Right. Like my 10 year old, I can already see her cycling, Mm -hmm. even though she's not bleeding. Right. Right. And I've talked with some of my clients. They've even said they've noticed it in like their six year olds or their seven year olds and whether or not whether or not that's actual hormone changes, right? Whether or not that's the hormones doing it, I truly believe that we are cyclical people, right? Yeah, so yeah. even you being postmenopausal, you still cycle, yeah. right? It may not be a majority of women I've found that it still follows a very closely like 28 to 38 day or 30 day cycle mm-hmm. where you are still, you would probably, if you started tracking yourself, you'd probably notice, Hey, I am actually following very closely to what a cycle, a, a, if I was bleeding would look like because yeah. you, and uh, women I've worked with that have had hysterectomies or whatever, like same thing that there's this same pattern. We have the same thing. And it kind of goes back to this idea that Really, I think that all four of these phases, like the four phases I broke it down to, hit the four basic human needs that we have as women, right? Mm. A need for feeling rest, a Mm. need for feeling like we're a purpose, we're accomplishing something, we're producing something, putting something out there, a need for relationship and connection with other people. And then a need for connection to ourselves, to our spirit, to God, whatever you kind of want to say. And so I feel like those are our four core needs, right? As a human being. And so isn't that amazing that your cycle has a time and a space for each one of them? So you don't feel like you have to do them all at the exact same time, which is, I think, why so many women feel exhausted is they feel like they have to be doing all four of these things at the same exact time Mm. or one of them's missing, right? Like a lot of women miss that rest and recharge phase. They skip right through it and they keep going. And so there's something, something's missing. And that's why so many women feel out of balance, out of whack, exhausted because they're trying to do all of them all the time, all of that type of stuff. So 
that like totally took me on a segue. But anyway, going no, back. But I love topic. that you, I love that, the, the rest, the, um, the, I, I love that. I love that, mm-hmm. that you've put that all together because it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going with your training. Yeah, well, so I was going to say, going back to this idea of like talking about it with our kids is that one, you have to understand where they're at, right? And so right. for my 10-year-olds, the conversation's maybe going to look very different than a 16 year old or an, you know, 12 year old or an eight year old or whatever. But so for me with my 10 year olds, I noticed these patterns of how Mm -hmm. she was living, not even like tracking it. I didn't even, I, but I could say like, you know what? I think it's been about, about a month since we've had this crazy emotional upheaval, like we did Mm. last month, you know? And so we had this conversation, not around that your body bleeds and not about ovulation, not about any of those things, but normalizing the fact that you are not the same every day. Mm, Just having this conversation around, you know, there may be some days when you feel really great. Mm -hmm. And there may be some days when you feel like you suck. And that's not you. That's not your identity. And I think that that's the biggest thing that you can do for your daughters or your, even your sons in this age range is their, as their identity is forming Mm -hmm. to be really cautious and cognizant of that and helping them detach from these thoughts and beliefs that come up as not who they are, but just as a normal process of how their body is cycling. And I think that that is one of the greatest things that we can do, right? Because you and I as adults, we go through that that PMS phase, that reflect phase, and it doesn't have to be PMSy. I keep using it because that's like the term, but right. a lot of women I work with eventually don't end up feeling that PMS rise because mm-hmm. their body's hormones normalize. But in that phase, like I still, there's still times where I'm like, I want to burn my business down. I right. suck as a human being. <laughs> right. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I am failing at everything in my life. Right. But I have the awareness to now say, this is just my cycle. Mm -hmm. This is not who I am. This is just a feeling that I'm having in this moment. And I know in a week from now, the feeling will be gone Mm -hmm. and I'll be back to where I want to go and how I want to move forward. So what can I learn from this feeling right now rather than owning it? And now it's shaping who I am and how I go forward. So when your daughters are in that phase, or as they're moving through these different cycles, helping them have that awareness that it's not them, it's not their identity, it's just a part of the process of how their body's going through and what they're feeling. And so I think that is one of the greatest things we can do because how much of who you are right now as an adult is shaped Mm -hmm. by the identity that you formed when you were just a little child, right? Right. And so looking at that identity, how much like you said, how much life would be different if you had known about this then looking at that and helping them see like, this is not like you, you don't suck right now. It's just a feeling right now. And that I think is one of the greatest conversations we can have with our daughters as they're moving through that, those transitions. You know, so much of what you just said, um, is, uh, resonates and that, that saying, and, and there's such a parallel between our cycling, right? And mm-hmm. our, and our, our young girls, our, our young girls as they're cycling and with ADHD, like understanding that mm-hmm. this is not you, mm-hmm. it's a part of you. So yeah. kind of separating and we can look and teaching them. And this is hard because I, my, my kids, like I've been doing this 
I've been working on self-awareness for about 30 years. Now I've had yeah. great self-awareness in the past two years. Great. Like I keep, I keep having these little peaks and valleys of great self-awareness when, when my kids were real little. Um, but it's the teaching them and helping them to understand when they, they just want to turn me, tune me out, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think the more that we talk about it and maybe not even, maybe not even that we're teaching them per se, but talking about, oh, oh, I'm noticing, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was mm-hmm. a preschool teacher before I, um, before I had my kids and we were all about that, letting the kids see you, um, verbalize you problem solve, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'm noticing that I'm feeling, you know, like I'm feeling really moody or I'm feeling really energetic. I wonder, and then, oh, that's why, like, yeah. I'm learning that with my daughter, especially that when I try to sit down with her and have these conversations that she's like, la, 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 or like the, the yeah. peanuts, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you know? But I think the more that we talk about it, the more that you and I talk about it, the more that we talk about it as a society mm-hmm. that and normalize it rather than, you know, I remember this, um, this time we were out to dinner with in-laws and um, my mother-in-law pulled me aside um, and said, Um, here, she gave me a little tampon holder and she said, um, I noticed that I could see your tampons sticking out of your purse. Here, take this. I was like, but this is like, okay, well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate that. But this is normal. Like this is not, this is not a shameful thing. This is, yeah, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and I'm excited you, 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 you mentioned that and we'll dig into, I'm kind of, kind of, um, going roundabout, which is how I do <laughs> and it's okay. Um, but you, you had mentioned before we got on that, um, that you are going to be doing a talk or a workshop or something mm-hmm. about talking to our daughters. And I'm, I'm super excited for that to come out and definitely let me know so I can yeah. share it with our listeners, but anything else that you can think of that, um, that would be really helpful, maybe anything that they, um, that our listeners can do, um, right now, something simple mm-hmm. we, with ADHD, with it, with everything as being a mom period, but with ADHD, with little simple things that we can do to start. Yeah. I, I mean, ultimately the, that awareness at the beginning that we talked about, like awareness of where your cycle's at is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And so you can, I can give you a link to go to my cycle tracker. Mm-hmm. It has some other like key things, particularly for women in business and life and like basically how it's impacting you, but it, at the beginning, and then it has at the back of it, the cycle tracker. And the mm-hmm. thing I love about the cycle tracker is that you can put anything on it that you want. Mm, <laughs> you right. don't have to, like, especially if you feel like, ah, I suck at staying consistent with the same thing every single day. You literally could put on there whatever. And Or if you started to notice month to month to month, there was a certain week that you're not putting anything on there every single month. That alone is some new and knowledge and some information for you to Mm -hmm. look at, gosh, this one week, I just cannot get focused at doing my tracker, right? Mm -hmm. Where else am I not being focused? Where else can I not bring my attention back or what else is happening during that week? And so 
it can be really powerful to just start there, right? Like start to understand what your body, what's happening with your body. If you want to put your temperature on there, you can, if mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have to, right? Like right. there's no fields specific to like, this is what has to be on here or not. Mm -hmm. And you know, being that like I'm an OT as well and things like, like I love to use like coloring. And so maybe mm, right. you shade in the cut pages or maybe you, you know, color them in or you draw on them or how like literally it's intended to be a little bit more free giving to give you that space to do what you want. But um, that would be the first step, honestly, like okay. whether or not you use my tracker or you go download an app on your phone and you use an app on your phone. The one thing, if you do use an app, I would say to make sure that it's an app that tracks more than just, like I said, like that bleed and not bleed. Right. So mm -hmm. the one I've used is clue. And I recently I actually went through there and I was like look, flipping through it again. And it allows you to track a whole host of things, right? Okay. You can track um, your mood, you can track all these things, but the downfall to using the app like that versus using the paper is like the mood gives you four choices. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I have a wider range of emotions than four. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Just saying, like, I can't remember there was something else in there. I was like, really? These are the only four choices I get. How do I choose one of these four? Like, it's like I, literally putting yourself in a box. It's the most wide array that I've found. There's a couple others out there like that, but still like in the app sort of space, you're going to be limited into what they've built into the app. So. Right if you are that techie person that you're like, I just can't keep track of a piece of paper, then that one might be the better way to go just to get you started. And then I would, but the paper might also be helpful if you want to try that too. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking for, um, for adolescents in this mm -hmm. day and age of being on their phones and everything, the app might be really helpful. Like for yeah. me, I like to see, I, 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 I love an app. But I really, I'm a visual person, so I really yeah. like to see, so I can see the, the patterns, um, see the patterns. Yeah. Better, you know, you some, I think you, I mean, I think the app tries to predict and give you some pattern awareness, but they're not going to be the same as if it's on a piece of paper. So you are correct. Right. Like for developing and understanding your patterns and what's actually happening with your body paper for sure. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if, but like you said, if the app is going to be helpful and that's the way, and that's the step to getting into tracking, then there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and I just circling back to, um, to what you just said about, um, about noticing that there are certain times of the month that you are unfocused, right? Yeah. For ADHD, there's a, you know, it's interesting because it's called um, attention deficit. Mm -hmm. We are absolute not deficit in anything <laughs> right if anything we are more right we are more maybe more distracted but yeah. not deficit but for the moms with adhd and the, with the uh, with the with the daughters with adhd that understanding too that okay so because sometimes like why is it that sometimes I can hyper-focus and I'm super focused on what I'm doing. And then other times I am not mm -hmm. so, more awareness, you know, mm -hmm. that, that there are times of the month as well, where our focus is, is affected. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Renee, this is, this is fascinating. And I love that you're doing this work. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to, um, to share, um, 
to share your um, how folks can get a hold of you. But mm -hmm. before we do that, can you tell us about a time in motherhood when you either achieved something or <clears throat> overcame something that initially just felt impossible? Mm hmm. Well, I would say going back to that story, my like breakdown mom moment when my my baby was born was when my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Goodness like gracious. that literally was probably the year that broke me in yeah. so many different ways. And I talk about it as my rock bottom moment because mm -hmm. there was so much in that year that I, like I look back and I'm like, how did I actually do that? And I literally remember just thinking like one foot in front of the other, one right. foot in front of the other, right? Mm -hmm. My husband couldn't drive. He, we were going back and forth to appointments. And so there was a time period where I was working, my husband was working, my kids were in preschool and school, and I was the only driver of our family for, I think my husband didn't have his license for about six months. Wow. There were plenty of times, like I remember one day going to pick my daughter up from school and my daughter, my daughter's teacher pulled me aside and she's like, you know, she was only five at the time. She's like, Kinsley told me that your husband went to the hospital in the ambulance this morning. Is he okay? Like, no. You know, just that whole thing. But I remember clear as day being in Hawaii on our 10 year anniversary trip and thinking I'm done. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to walk away. I will leave my family here and I will go home and, or like stay here in Hawaii and they can go home. And I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And you know, like looking back and seeing like all of that, that we overcame and the, where we are today. And even now looking back, some of those same feelings of, I just want to walk away. I don't want to do this anymore. They come yeah. up each month. And so to now feel like, gosh, those rock bottom moments, like when we hit those, how often those might just be where we're at in our cycle and not really wow. how we're truly, you know, wanting and what we're feeling, but right. we, they feel so real in the moment. Right. And, and when you're in that moment, it feels so big. It feels like, gosh, I've been feeling like this for the last six months when really it might just be the last week. And right. so that has really helped. I mean, like, that's a whole nother story. I look back and I'm like, gosh, I probably, that was probably like a week of feeling like utter crap, <laughs> but right. I probably was fine the week or two before that. But I remember hitting that moment and being like, I just can't do this. I cannot do this anymore. So, but he's happy and we're good. Everybody's fine now. And just right. kind of that journey coming out of that really ultimately, you know, motherhood is always a growth journey. Yeah. <laughs> but, to say the least. Yes. Yeah. You, and every time you think you figured it out, it's always something new and always something growing. And yeah. So yeah, always, I, I feel like it's hard to kind of put ones to like, which one was the most learning, but that one was right. definitely my toughest year for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for your vulnerable vulnerability there. Cause that's, yeah. and your, the courage to say, I was ready to leave. Mm -hmm. I was ready to let my family leave and just leave me alone. And I know, so we don't all say it. Right. And you did, you had some, you had, you had some, um, some, uh, uh different circumstances than most. Right. Yeah. But that, that's real. You're yeah. being real, you know, and we all have those moments where I remember when, um, when my, um, when I, my baby was, he was premature and then he screened his head off with colic for, mm -hmm. um, for a year. He didn't sleep longer than two hours at a time until he was about seven months. And then I was pregnant when he was nine months. So that period of time, like 
Oh my God. And I remember I couldn't put him down and I know he was a sensory kid, right? He had the sensory yeah. and, and I'm pretty sure he has ADHD at four, 14. Um, but that period of time, I remember rocking in the rocking chair and thinking in this, and I don't think I've ever shared this with anybody, but <laughs> if you don't stop crying, I'm going to throw you out the window. Like, yeah. I, I mean, and I hate that I even had, but I'm, but now yes. that I'm thinking about it, like I'm wondering if I was having that, that, um, that, uh, if I was in that phase of yeah. my cycle and yeah. thinking, oh my God, I can't stand the crying anymore. It's yes. been a year just crying. Yes. But that, 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 um, that, uh, it's real. So thank you, Renee, yeah. for sharing that. Cause that's, um, you know, we think it and we all think it. Yeah. I'll say it. <laughs> right. And you know, like prior to having kids, I was like, who would ever shake their baby? Like right. that shaking baby syndrome, right? Like who could ever do that? And then I remember being at one point with same thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I didn't have the rational mind right now, I would mm. probably pick you up and shake you right now. Like, right, right. You just don't really, like, I think one, you have no awareness of like all the emotions that come in motherhood. Right. And then, but like, and then stepping into it, you're, and just like that, you're like, you're exhausted, you're tired, you're like, please just stop crying. And then you do, you have your own ups and downs throughout that. But I think it's nor, it's like you start to realize like how any rational person probably loses their ish every so yeah. often because. Right. It just is so taxing, but then you throw in those other elements of, of not aware of where your body's at. And it just feels like it's never going to stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, what you just said, like, just reminds me to remind every, remind our listeners and remind ourselves, give ourselves some grace. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we have those realizations that, oh, it's, you know, and we don't always, when we're in that moment. You know, mm -hmm. when we're like, when we're about to break, but just giving ourselves some grace around mm -hmm. those, even having those thoughts. Cause just even just having the thought yeah. is like, oh my God, like shame, <laughs> yeah. very shameful. Yeah. So Renee, this has been yeah. amazing. I'm super excited about your new direction and cycle syncing and, and, and all of that. So how can our listeners find you? Yes. So the best place to find me would probably be the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's the cycle advantage. And then on Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. So over there, it's just my first and last name, Renee Fick. And then same with my website. It's either thecycleadvantage.com or Renee Fick. Either one will get you there. So right, those are the perfect. fun places I like to be. Yes, definitely. So, so um, yeah, I forgot to mention the, uh, the podcast. Just definitely yeah. check Renee out. Have a listen leave her a review if you love it. I know you're going to love it because Renee is awesome. Thank but, you. Uh, but anyway, um, Renee, thank you so much for taking the time today and sharing your brilliance with, um, with our listeners and um, any parting words. No, I think we're good. I think we covered so much. I would we say, really did. <laughs> yeah, I would say just really the question that I ask my clients to ask themselves every single day would be to ask yourself, like, what does my body need right now? Mm, because right. so many times if we're trying to sit down and get something done or we're trying to do something like sometimes just asking that question of like, what does my body need right now can be huge. And it may look like walking away from the computer or walking away from the laundry or walking away from whatever it is. But I guarantee you, if you listen to that, then you're going to give your body what it needs to then be able to come back and focus on what you were doing.
That's beautiful. Perfect way Mm -hmm. to end this conversation. All right. Renee, thanks again. It's been fantastic. All right. Goodbye for now. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. To get started on your Vision Driven Mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. Join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.